Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Welcome. What an absolute pleasure to see you there. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you are. So much to get through. Thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing. Grab yourself a beverage. Grab yourself a snack. Something light. Doing something a little different today. Hopefully you stick around. Skull. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumper, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so. Won't go too long tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you had a lovely day. I certainly have. And like I said, we've got plenty to get through. Going to be doing something a little bit different tonight. Long time no see. (laughs) Where have you been? I've been here waiting for you, bro. I've been waiting this whole time. Um... I just just out of habit, I'm like, I hope you had a lovely day. <laughs> Whoops. It's a bit of a faux pas, social faux pas. Sometimes I forget myself. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm sure today that you have been inundated and completely overwhelmed with, like, I'm sure you've been watching 9-11 shit all day. So don't take this the wrong way, but it's kind of like that's your thing, you know? So it wouldn't be right for me to um, dive in in the same way that the Americans do because it's kind of like, even though I I remember watching it, I remember when it happened, um, I woke up, it was in the middle of the night here. I used to sleep with my TV on all night. Now I don't even have a TV really, but I used to sleep with my TV on all night and uh, I woke up like during the night and saw it, saw it happening, like saw the buildings on fire and stuff. And it was kind of like I was awake for like 10 minutes and thought I was watching a movie and just went back to bed. <laughs> and I walked into work and people were talking about it. I'm like, oh, you, did you watch that movie? <laughs> and they're like, no, that's, that, that happened. That wasn't a movie, kid. I was like, oh, shit. Damn. Fuck that up. So yeah, going to do something a little bit different. Uh, If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to remind everybody for the 18th time what happened on September 11, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Pinochet, thanks for joining us. He says in the chat, wait, did something happen? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Something very important happened today. Something very, very, very important happened today. Um... The leader of the free world, ladies and gentlemen, announced a war on vape pens. And there'd be so many people. The leader of the free world announced a a drive, a policy push, if you will. We got to do something about these vape pens. I don't know what they call. Do you write with one of these? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the man who doesn't even use email is very concerned (laughs) about the the proliferation of vape devices. Apparently there have been less than 10 deaths associated with a certain kind of vape juice, which is bought illegally, illegally on the streets. And this means that everybody needs to be, everybody needs to stop doing it. Everybody. It's just, I was watching reports before about polling and stuff. People are like, I am pissed, right? Right? I was watching some polling before and, you know, take the polling with a grain of salt, of course. We're like 14 months out from the next um, the next election. So the polling's going to be inaccurate, but it's also inaccurate because he doesn't have anyone against him yet. It's just like a generalised poll. See, polling, people, the incumbent gets a lot more popular when they have somebody who's actually an opponent instead of a field of opponents because then you can draw direct comparisons to a singular person. And all of the things that you don't like about the current guy, you kind of forget when you see all the things that you don't like about the guy that's going to replace him. You know what I mean? 
So people's attitudes change. But there are some figures coming out that Trump is doing really poorly with uh, independence. And what we know from tracking the last few presidential elections is the vote of the independence is getting more and more and more and more important. Because while it seems that most people are becoming very fractured and very uh, partisan focused, in reality, what's happening is uh, the bases are getting more partisan focused. But there's as you get more partisan focused on the edges, people in the middle start to become disenfranchised with party politics. And another thing that we've noticed too, like this isn't just America, this is the Western world, uh, younger people tend to vote less according to party line and more according to specific issues. They care more about what a person says they're going to do about a specific issue rather than what the party says. So, I mean, here in Australia, 25% of votes now go to third-party candidates. It's one in four. That's a big chunk. So depending on where those preferences go, because we have the preference system, that pretty much decides who gets elected now, right? Depending on what kind of independent you are. The feel-good... is No, this isn't the feel-good part. We get to the feel-good part. So I, little things like this, like just coming out and saying, you know, out of nowhere, basically, say, oh, we, you know, we're considering ban- banning the vape pens because it seems like it's really popular <laughs> and it's helping a lot of people quit smoking. And I haven't explained it in a way that makes it look like I really understand the issue, but I think we should just ban it anyway. Because I don't think that independents voted for Donald Trump in 2016 to ban all the things. I don't think they voted for more banning of more things. I think a lot of independents voted against banning things, but that can wait. That can wait till another program. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, you've probably been inundated and overwhelmed with a lot of commemorations you've probably heard the anthem played two dozen times today so i thought i'd open the show with this uh this came out a little while ago this is by far the best rendition of the united states anthem that i've ever heard sung entirely using the names of baseball players (laughs) jose canseco buyers the sunly light Watson Pratley elect a twining Leslie Mintz, who bared strike and bright star <laughs> through Paul Powell's so flight. Oh, Durant, Parch Weeks, Scotch, Wordsworth, Gallantly, Streetman, and a rocket, Red Gerd, Bonds, Bros, King, and Jack, Babe Ruth, Tula, Knight, Thatcher, Flagger, Stillwell, Jose <laughs> Delatory, Spangler, Bannon, Yeah, <laughs> Or the land ever's freeze, Pat Mahomes, son of graves. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> Imagine the work that went into that. That guy, that guy should be working for NASA. Someone who had to go through and find all of those names and make them fit, and then do the rendition. So I thought I'd give you that on uh, this commemoration of something happening some people doing something I think it's referred to as now (laughs) at least in the Minnesota education system that's what the kids are calling it these days 9-11 the day some people did something Um, I tell you I I don't know if I want to play this video because I think it might we might be stuck on it a little too long but I kind of really want to okay no I'll save it for next week I'll save it for next week All right, let's get into the feel-good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. You're on the Daily Boogie. I feel really good about this. Apple's new iPhones are triggering people with trypophobia. What is trypophobia, you ask? Good question. I'm glad you asked it. Trypophobia is an irrational fear of (laughs) holes placed too close together. I, I just I, I I think this is a feel good story because I love when woke companies get outwoked. Do you know what I mean? As Apple unveiled its latest iPhones during its annual annual event today, some viewers found their attention drawn to one particular detail: the numerous camera lenses. 
While likely useful cap for capturing photos, those who suffer from trypophobia, but 99% of people on Earth didn't even know that trypophobia was a thing before this new iPhone came out. So they're educating people. <laughs> they're less than pleased by the new iPhone design, which has been called, quote, triggering. Triggering. Trypophobia is the fear of closely spaced holes or bumps. <laughs> Who knew that there was such a thing? <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at the pain of others. I'm laughing at the source of the pain. It's different. It's different. Trust me. <coughs> Pardon me. Trypophobia. I've got to stop vaping. <coughs> Trypophobia is the fear of closely spaced holes or bumps with most sufferers unable to stand the sight of such things as honeycomb. With its new iPhone 11, Apple has introduced a second camera lens to the device's back. On its new iPhone Pro models, the tech giant has added two more lenses with the end result, a closely packed three camera corner. On social media, where all of the truth about the world gets unearthed constantly, uh, people with an aversion to holes have, <laughs> have already begun sharing their discomfort with the newest iPhone designs. Three cameras on the new iPhone actually triggers my trypophobia, one person tweeted. Like, this can't be real, surely, right? This has to be some kind of Chan op. Like, some autist somewhere discovered that there is a phobia called trypophobia and it is the fear, the irrational fear of holes being too close together and said, hey, we can really, we can hammer them over this. We've got them. Let's get this going. Here are some of the tweets. Uh, Cliver. It's it's always like to in these articles when they refer to oh there was outrage on social media it's always like Long John forty four said he really didn't like what Donald Trump said it's like look at social media they're in uproar iPhone cameras uh, looks the beginning of a trypophobia nightmare iPhone eleven what a funny way to spell trypophobia <laughs> the iPhone eleven needs a trypophobia trigger warning nobody iPhone eleven camera iPhone 11 Pro triggers my trypophobia. Don't you just love the sight of this? Keep your nasty iPhone cameras away from me. Don't you, don't you just think it's great, though, that we live in a time where there can be a groundswell of people on social media talking about how technology triggers them, but it's not the fact that there is invasive data collection. It's not the fact that there is overt censorship. It's not the fact that tech giants are like... Uh, putting up gateways to stop people from accessing marketplaces. It's not the fact that your personal data is being mined and shared without your knowledge with third-party companies. It's not the fact that, you know, Alexa and Google Home is listening to you when you speak. It's not the fact that your personal private information is up for grabs for anybody who wants to pay enough for it. None of that triggers people. Every, nobody's got a problem with any of that. But if you put two, three camera lenses too close together, all of a sudden it's like, you can't do this. <laughs> I'm really upset about this, guys. This isn't fair. How dare. Jill, Jill, did you hear about the latest Apple iPhone? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did you hear about the, there, there are no um, considerations made for I'm protecting users' personal data. No, it's not. It's not that. It really affects my trypophobia. I have acrophobia, which is a, an irrational fear of heights. Like if I'm on a balcony, so like I can't walk out on balconies in buildings, literally, because I'll I'll crumple onto the floor and I won't be able to move. Like my muscles give way. It has a real physical effect. Now I'm not complaining. But I didn't know that I could start a hashtag to ban high-rise buildings. Man, all of these buildings when I walk around the city really trigger my trypophobia. I guess everybody needs to stop doing what they're doing. Nobody can enjoy their, their block of flats. Nobody can enjoy their high-rise buildings and their towers and their open-air bridges anymore because of me. <laughs> Everything needs to be uh, built on the ground floor from now on. All of this architectural design and advancement and innovation really triggers my acrophobia. Just want to let you know. Isn't it fantastic? So, people are pounding on the iPhone. Not for any real reason. 
Just because they get scared when holes are too close together, apparently. Um, if you, uh, I guess on the bright side, something that I hate is at sporting events when you're watching like a magical moment in a sporting event and people take out their phone and then they watch it through the lens of the phone instead of watching it with their own eyes. You know what I mean? Like they're putting up, they're putting up a camera phone in front of their eyes while the, while real life is actually happening in front of them. So there's going to be no more of that for the trypophobia sufferers. Thanks to the new iPhone 11, but maybe they will spend time here. Philadelphia's Eagle, uh, Philadelphia Eagles build stadium room for fans with sensory needs. You can take a break. It's a safe space at a football game. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> we shouldn't mock them though, because if any team needed a safe space, it would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, let's just have one room in a city where nobody's going to riot. Like, that's a great start. Well done, Philly. Well done. The animals that are the Philadelphia Eagles supporters. One room where they get left alone. One room where they can remain safe. <laughs> if the chorus of Fly Eagles Fly or Eagles chants becomes too overwhelming for any fan with sensory needs at Lincoln Financial Field, the Philadelphia Eagles took a big step to make sure that they don't have to leave the game or event. The Eagles partnered with the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and non-profit Culture City in the off-season to build a state-of-the-art sensory room on suites level inside the link to accommodate fans and families managing sensory challenges. My question would be, if if chanting crowds at a football game uh, sends you into you know a you know a, a pseudo disabled mess, if 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 chanting crowds and loud noises and and things like that trigger your uh, sensory overload system or whatever, why are you even at the game? Why not just stay home and watch it on TV? And people will say, well, that's not fair. That's not fair because, you know, people with sensory um, difficulties should be allowed to mingle in society just like everyone else. And I say, yeah, that's fine, but they also have earplugs, you know. You can also do earplugs. Wear a big set of muffs over your ears. Wouldn't that solve the problem? No. We're going to construct a state-of-the-art uh, sensory deprivation room. <laughs> <laughs> no iPhones. Don't bring your iPhones in. Nobody's allowed to take pictures in the sensory room because it'll trigger their trypophobia. They become the first NFL team to open a sensory room inside their stadium on August 4th. <laughs> the Vikings and Jaguars also opened similar rooms last month. Several more NFL teams will be considered sensory inclusive certified, meaning fans will have sensory bags available if they need them. Sensory bags contain noise cancelling headphones, fidget tools, fidget tools, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell is a fidget tool? I'd, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I like the good old days when people who required things like fidget tools used to just drink moonshine, sit on a balcony somewhere and, you know, whittle. Some of the greatest trinkets, some of the most some of the most attractive yet useless trinkets of all time were carved with, by people with uh, sensory disorders because they really had nothing else to do. Sensory bags contain uh, verbal cue cards and weighted lap pads. I can't wait for the NFL season of 2025 when they ban cheering, when they ban screaming, when they ban chanting at the ground and everyone will just have to do those those spirit finger things. Imagine being an NFL player in 10 years from now where the, where the crowd is banned from making noise. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to gauge momentum. And it's going to be terrible for the bookies because all of a sudden home ground advantage means nothing anymore in the world of the future. I'm really looking forward to it. When we think about families and children with autism coming to a game, there's barriers to re-entry. There's sensory overload when we score a touchdown and there's pyrotechnics. Ban it all. <clears throat> Ban all the things. Said Ryan Hammond, Executive Director of Eagles Autism Challenge. We felt the sensory room was what we needed to be fully accessible and the idea behind it was not to change the experience but deliver a solution if they needed a break. If the sensory bag wasn't enough, you don't have to leave the stadium. You can take a break, de-escalate, calm down and rejoin the experience when you felt ready. But again, I would just say, like, why go to the ground at all then? 
if you know the if you know the sight of large crowds making lots of noise and pyrotechnics and chanting and stuff is going to trigger you, then don't go. But I mean, if if football teams want to spend <clears throat> if football teams want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars coming up with sensory deprivation chambers in the ground, so I don't care really. I just find it very odd. I find it very strange. Oh, I just realized the whole time I didn't have the article on the screen. There you go. Just so you know I'm not just so you know I'm not making it up. There you go. <laughs> uh Pete Buttigieg, or as he's otherwise known on Chris Mack's show, uh Pete Booty Wedge talking about climate change, ladies and gentlemen. This is a feel-good story. I think that it makes a lot of people feel very helpless. Because, yes, we can all do away with our plastic straws. And I haven't drank out of a straw for the past six months because I'm so worried about what... There goes my hero. Watch her as she goes. You know, I haven't drunk... I haven't drunk... It's like, it's like a retarded AA meeting. I haven't drunk out of a plastic straw in six months because I'm so worried about the, the fate of the world. I... <laughs> You know, Pete, you know, Pete, we can all do without plastic straws. I mean, I haven't had a beverage in over 12 years. Oh, really? You gave up alcohol? No, I gave up plastic. I'm doing my part to save the earth. Me and Leonardo DiCaprio, we're like that. We're like peas in a pod. What's happening in the ocean. But people feel helpless when it's something that existential. Right, and that's... Because saving the ocean is easy. It's not like the, the ocean's not really that big. You know what I mean? Like, we can all stop using plastic straws to save the ocean, but saving the world? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, Captain America. <laughs> That's a bridge too far. We can all save the ocean, but the world? <laughs> I don't know if I've got it in me. That's like, I just feel helpless. What do you do about that? If, if plastic straws aren't enough to save the world, help me not feel helpless, Pete. What do we do? How do we stop this tragedy from occurring slowly before our very eyes? That's one of Mr. Future President. The things I think the, the downside to us facing just how colossal of a challenge this is, is it can feel paralyzing, but yeah. we can rise to meet this and be proud of it. That's part of what my climate plan is about. See, what doesn't feel paralyzing? Crowds chanting at football games makes us paralyzed. Three lenses on the back of an iPhone makes us feel paralyzed now. And these people, these people are worried about, you know, saving the earth. It's like, man, we haven't even figured out the iPhone yet. We haven't even figured out camera lenses to stop people from getting triggered. Don't worry about the earth. We're a long way off saving the earth, Pete about it's not only about all of the things we've got to do technologically and with regulation and, and so on it's about summoning the energies of this country to summoning the energies of this country will there be a ritual there better be do something unbelievably hard if you look at the moments when this country rose to a mm. major challenge yep. overcoming the great depression winning right. world war ii right. going to the moon right. it required something out of all of us and i think we could be standing taller see right now we're, we're in a mode where we're uh, i think we're thinking about it mostly through the perspective of, of guilt uh, you know from mm. using a straw to eating a burger am i part of the problem in a certain way yes but the most exciting thing is that we can all be part of the solution <laughs> I've always said, once the very woke people start going after food, they're fucked. It'll be the end of their political movement. It'll be the end of their journey as an ideology. Because I might not be an American, but I do know that even Democrats eat hamburgers. <laughs> and if you're at the point where you're asking yourself, if I eat this hamburger, am I contributing to the end of the world? Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you are in in the in the land of the burger in the land of the hamburger you are in the in the, the smallest minority that's ever existed i i can't wait for the democrats running i can't wait for the democrats in the in the debates to start saying we need to start banning hamburgers 
Like, sure, plastic straws save the ocean. Now it's time to save the world. We're going to start banning hamburgers, guys, because we care about the planet and then just watch them blow up as Democrats with pickles hanging out of their mouth and ketchup on their chin go, what the fuck did this communist say? <laughs> what the hell did this commie just say? What, the, what kind of nonsense is this guy spewing? Give up my hamburgers? The guy's a fucking lunatic. Get rid of him. Like we mentioned, uh, vape pens are getting banned, ladies and gentlemen. In North Alabama, <laughs> they have very they have very creative ways of addressing the vaping problem. Maybe this is something that Donald Trump should look to before just like a carpet ban. Just, just before a blanket banning of vape pens, maybe this is the kind of avenue that he should be going down. Uh, North Alabama school removes bathroom stalls to, <laughs> to combat vaping. <laughs> so now you have to shit in public in order to make sure that nobody gets any secondhand vape vape smoke in their face. This this ought to be good. A Lauderdale County High School is taking a unique approach to dealing with unique. teens smoking and vaping in bathrooms. This week, they've taken the doors right off their bathroom stalls. <laughs> WAFF 48's Levi Harvey joins us live. Levi, please explain why did the school decide to take a drastic step? Uh, America. Hello, America. This is your cousin Australia calling. America, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the hell is what the hell is going on over there? America, somebody just called me and said that you're ripping the doors off the bathroom stalls to combat vaping. <laughs> Hello? Hello, America. I'm gonna have to call the UK later on and say, Dad, you know, you you know your delinquent son, America? This is your good son, Australia. You know the convict that you you kicked us out of home and sent us down here to boarding school well we still love you but anyway um your delinquent son america is now ripping the doors first of all first of all we need to let people piss and shit in whatever toilet they they choose however they feel on at any given time and that that wasn't going far enough now we need to rip the rip all privacy out of the bathroom now we need to rip all the doors off the stalls as well it's an, it's an amazing day in the free world where men can enter the women's bathroom, but they can't piss in private for fear that they might be doing a vape in there. <laughs> Imagine being a trans individual and be like, finally, finally, I can go to my gender identifying bathroom and you walk in and it's just toilets and no stalls. <laughs> This isn't what I was expecting at all. Yeah, we had to do this because kids have been coming in here and vaping and we're trying to stamp it out. We're trying to come up with creative ways to stop the vaping. So apparently a lot of people vape in the toilet. So, so sorry about that. Uh, you now have to shit whilst looking at the faces of the other people waiting in line at the Philadelphia Eagles game. And you best hurry because the lines at the sensory deprivation room can get quite long especially when the team is winning and they're making a lot of noise. Don't worry, nobody's bringing their camera in because everybody's got trypophobia. So we're sweet in that regard. You won't be filmed. Margo, administrators say students are breaking the rules by bringing vapes to school. To help stop them from vaping, they were moving the stall doors to the boys' bathrooms. <laughs> It's a it's trend sweeping the, the nation, especially in America's youth. E-cigarettes, also known as e-cigs, vapes, and e-hookahs, are a big problem and, in schools. And also known as cool sticks, kids. <laughs> vapes, e-vapes, e-cigs, and cool sticks, children. <laughs> Teachers, staff, and students at Wilson High School are seeing and smelling the problem mm. right inside these walls. Yep. Two weeks ago, a scary and dangerous situation. I mean, the other thing here is what the fuck is wrong with the kids these days? Why are you vaping? What happened to the weed, bro? Remember the weed, man? Why are you wasting your toilets on vapes? Don't even bother. What about the weed? You should be doing, you should be doing heroin in there or something. If they're going to rip off the doors for vapes, you may as well make it worth their while. Vapes. 
situation happen. To kids, kids are so uncool these days. It's like we're the first generation because each generation tries to go more extreme than previous and than the previous one. We must be the first generation where we're looking at the kids going, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we were walking around. We were figuring out ways how to hide cigarettes. We were doing drugs in class and stuff. And the kids these days are like, no. <laughs> hey, man, do you want to come and sneak into the transgender toilet so we can have a vape and be inclusive? And it's like, oh, oh. I don't know what your parents did to you. <laughs> to a student vaping in a bathroom. Principal Gary Horton says one of his students was found passed out in a stall after vaping. Principal Horton. <laughs> Johnny, get in my office. Now, the teacher, the janitor has told me that he found you passed out on the floor of the restroom. Uh, can you explain what happened? Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Principal. Uh, it was because I was uh, vaping too much. I had too much of them uh, e-cigarettes that they call them. You know them e-cigs? Yeah, so it's like, it's like, man, I just had an e-cig. I didn't have, like, drugs or nothing, man. <laughs> Children are literally passing out on the floor of the restroom due to e-cigarettes. Oh, I'm not sure it's an e-cigarette that they're doing if that's the problem <laughs> i take it all back maybe the kids are rebellious and they just lie children do like to lie and did not want to go on camera he says every day a student is sneaking off to the bathroom to vape horton says to stop students from taking smoke breaks the best solution was to remove some of the stall doors in the boys bathroom <laughs> it's like don't raise the bridge lower the water there's too many there's too many people sneaking out to steal cars. What do we do about it? Mm, let's take down all the streetlights. <laughs> there's too many people robbing banks. What do we do about it? Let's take the let's take the door off the safe at the bank. Cuz that way we'll see people when they're in the safe trying to steal the money. Instead of having a cash register, let's just put all of the cash on the table in front of everybody. That way it's going to be a lot harder to steal it. You know what I mean? Kids are vaping in the bathroom. How do we stop this? Hmm. Let's take the doors off the bathroom stalls. Makes sense to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor kids. So because like one or two kids are vaping in the bathroom stalls, like I said, now everybody needs to shit in public. Now, buddy, now everybody needs to wipe and have their wiping... They're wiping critique. They're wiping technique critiqued by their classmates because that won't stop. That won't hurt bullying. Taking the bath, taking the doors off the bathroom stalls. I'm sure this is going. Is this isn't going to affect bullying in any way possible? Good news, ladies and gentlemen. We've stopped uh, three children from vaping this week. Uh, on the other hand. There are, a, there are at least 150 children who refuse to come to school because they're afraid they need to go to the toilet. <laughs> At the parents and teacher night, they'll say, we've, we've, we've ended the vaping crisis, parents, you'll be pleased to know, but we have a new crisis, children urinating into empty Pepsi bottles. So we're just inundated with Pepsi bottles everywhere. Filled with urine. Apparently the children no longer feel comfortable in the toilets in the toilets ah to hell with them we should all we should just all be pissing in a big communal hole right in the middle of the quad from now on that way all the teachers and all of your classmates can stand around and make sure that you're not smoking a vape that'd be the best way around it how about have everybody boys girls everybody line up and piss and shit into a trough first thing in the morning and the teacher goes along and makes sure that you're not hiding a vape pen anywhere. That's the only way we're going to get around this. Hey, we've already we've already taken the doors off the stalls. I can't think of anything else. Another good news story for you here. Fireman Sam. Do you guys know Fireman Sam? Do you have Fireman Sam in the United States? I'm not sure you do. Don't worry, I'll show you what Fireman Sam is. He's, he's a beloved uh, children's show 
and has been for a long, long time using stop go animation. I, I think it's fully animated now, but back in the day when I was a kid, it was all stop go animation. Fireman Sam axed by Lincolnshire Fire and Rescue because he's male. The great crime of our time. <laughs> a fire service has been taken has taken the decision to axe popular TV character Fireman Sam as their mascot. Lincolnshire Fire and Rescue Service said they had received negative feedback because the mascot was not inclusive enough. <laughs> I, I didn't know fire firefighters, firemen had to be more inclusive. I didn't know that this was a problem. He had been used by the fire service for station open days and advertising on materials. Instead, they are using gender-neutral blue, red, and yellow fire extinguishers called Freddy, Filbert, and Penelope. So let's check where we're at in modern society. Fireman Sam isn't a good mascot because he's not inclusive enough. We're going to have a talking gender-neutral fire hydrant represent our industry instead. We need to rip the doors off the bathroom stalls and make people piss in front of their classmates in case they might have a vape pen. We need to create uh, safe rooms under football stadiums for people who get sensory overload at football games. And the Apple iPhone, the new Apple iPhone, because it has three camera lenses, is triggering people's trypophobia. We're on a roll here. We are flying here in the Western world. Like I, I'm just waiting for another culture to come over. I'm just waiting for another culture to rise up and go, we can do without all of this. I might even support them. I support our new overlords. I support our new dictator. Chief Fire Officer Les Britman said firefighters nationally and residents locally have raised some concerns that Fireman Sam doesn't reflect the fire service today in both in terms of both the job itself and our workforce. It's important to us that our open days and community events don't make anyone feel excluded and therefore we took this decision. I would have thought the main concern for people in communities about the fire service would be, my fucking house is burning down. How long are you going to take? I would have thought that's the only concern that people really have about the fire service is how long is it going to take for you to get to my house and put the fire out? Like, man, woman, I don't get... Fireman Sam, you're worried about... You're worried about the gender neutrality features of your mascot? Don't worry about that. How about doing... How about giving the engine a tune-up? Can we do that? How about getting new hoses? That's really all anybody cares about when it comes to firefighters. Nobody's looking at the mascot going, hmm, well... You know, they are pretty good at getting around town and putting out fires. You know, there was that big factory fire a couple of weeks ago, which, you know, they did tremendously well, the fire service. But yet I'm still concerned that the mascot, because it's a white man, isn't inclusive enough of our, uh, you know, transgender and other racial communities. Nobody's saying that. Nobody. <laughs> Apparently, maybe one person said it, and that was enough. In March this year, Fireman Sam was in the firing line along with Peppa Pig for encouraging gender stereotypes. The London Fire Brigade hit out at Peppa Pig for not using the term firefighter in an episode called The Fire Engine. The service tweeted, Come on, Peppa Pig, when we've not been firemen for 30 years, you have a huge influence on kids and using out-of-date, stereotypical, gender-specific wording prevents young girls from becoming firefighters. There is no way that a firefighter wrote that on Twitter and sent that out on behalf of the fire service. If you're if you're cons if you've ever wondered where the kids who go through the liberal arts colleges and get the degrees in like uh, sociology and stuff, if you've ever wondered where they end up, these are the jobs that they end up in. They end up working communications for government departments, right? And these kids are experts at um, manufacturing outrage campaigns. They know how to hijack hashtags. They know how to uh, tweet at the certain groups, like the feminist group and the trans rights groups, and get all of the groups on side. They know how to create a campaign. And then it goes on their resume for when they go to the next government department and do social media for them. There is no way on earth a 60-year-old firefighter wrote on Twitter 
you have a huge influence on kids and using out-of-date, stereotypical, gender-specific wording prevents young girls from becoming firefighters. That did not happen. A firefighter did not write that. Some graduate from some sociology course or communications course with a shitty degree who got a job working the social media for the fire department wrote that. And next thing you know, it becomes policy. Next thing you know, they have to ban Fireman Sam because he's not inclusive enough. I love the fact too that they blame the lack of female firefighters on quote, uh, out-of-date, stereotypical, gender-specific wording because it says right underneath it, in 2017, just 5.2% of firefighters were women. <laughs> the only reason that 95% of firefighters are men are because of the stereotypical gender-specific wording of the of the term firefighter, or fireman. We've been calling them firemen for 200 years. That's why only 5% of firemen are women. And I would have thought... I thought maybe it's got more to do with the fact that you have to carry around really heavy hoses and face potential death situations and get covered in like soot and stuff. I, I would have thought, you know, women on the most part would look at that and go, mm, can't the guy do that? Can't the man do that kind of thing? <clears throat> I mean, women still want men to do the majority of yard work. So it doesn't surprise me that women would be happy for men to do the majority of the potentially deadly firefighting. I hope that doesn't sound too gender specific. I hope I'm being very inclusive. For those who aren't aware of Fireman Sam, this this is old school, man. Old school Fireman Sam. Where is it? Where's my thing? Here we go. I grew up with this shit. Look at this feel good it's a feel good show ladies and gentlemen Now, see, I found the solution to this. They could have cut this off. They could have ended this outrage campaign before it even started. All they would have had to have done is come out and say, well, look, Fireman San is clearly gay. <laughs> if they had have said that Fireman Sam is a gay firefighter, like, look at the way these two are looking at each other, right? Look at the way they are looking at each other. Fireman Sam is clearly gay for his partner. You know what I mean? So if they had to come out and said, hey, what? don't worry about being inclusive. All this time, Fireman Sam has been gay and you didn't even know it. So we're going to make Fireman Sam officially come out of the closet and be gay for his co-worker. And then next thing you know, boom, we don't have to have gender non-gender identifying fire hydrants representing us. <clears throat> Solved. Done. Uh, okay, we've got a little bit of time. Let's do this one. You know the, the gif of the guy standing in the hurricane with the American flag? We read a story about him a while ago, This the, the Florida man. And I had no idea, but he's like a, he's a devout Christian who does charity work and plays in a heavy metal band. It's not often you get to say, good job, Vice. Good job, Vice Media. But this might be one of those occasions. Let's have a look. This hurricane will kill you. You can't survive it. It's not possible. <laughs> you should go out there and like hair whip in the storm. About a 10 second shot. And then I had like an idea to play the national anthem. People yelling after the police. Holy crap, I'm getting freaking arrested. <laughs> Guys, I think, I'm, I think I'm going viral again. It was like fire on gasoline, dude. My rock star dreams are being achieved. Florida man, you know, he exists. <laughs> I am Florida man all of a sudden. I am Florida man. I'm Lane Pittman, I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. The spirit of Florida is just wild and untamed. 
Dude, I freaking Dude. I love Florida. Dude, I freaking love Florida. <laughs> July 4th, 2015 definitely changed my life. Fourth of July in Neptune Beach is a unique, unique time for our community. <laughs> Finish saying the chat was like, this is America the person. <laughs> Big fat. Not anymore. He's too white and too Christian. At American like barbecue block party. And then I had like an idea to like play the national anthem. You got people partying, raging, and then you see and hear the national anthem on an electric guitar. I'd be like, yo, that'd be something I would want to see. I'd be pretty fired up over that. <laughs> I love this guy. It's like, dude, it's like, it's like fucking 4th of July, man. There was a street party, and I just had this idea, man. It's just like come out and play the American anthem, play the anthem on an electric guitar, bro. It's like, dude, if I heard the anthem on an electric guitar at this street party right now, I'd be like, man, yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> but then, but then, ladies and gentlemen, the fascists, the, the the police state rolled in. We're here in Neptune Beach, Florida, Margaret and First Street. We're at the scene of the crime of the national anthem. The incident involved a, uh, a guitarist, Mr. Lane Pittman, comes out and he begins to play uh, his guitar in the middle of the road. Yeah, in the middle of the road and he's on the footpath. <laughs> don't lie. Don't lie, Mr. Don't lie, officer. Don't lie. You don't have to lie. See how they're already squeezing in the little untruths? Yeah, so we uh, we witnessed the uh, the suspect uh, playing the anthem on an electric guitar in the middle of the road, and he's literally on the footpath. Ooh, not good. I'm like, all right, see, like, you know, just banged out the national anthem, man, and there's like probably two, three hundred people all here in the streets, all behind me. As he continues to play a crowd continues to grow, and it grows, and it grows. It's super cool. You know? I, I then got the call from my commanding officer that said, we need to put an end to this unregulated, uh, non-approved display of patriotism and community. <laughs> we need to put a stop to this. This is potentially dangerous. That was a fantastic experience. I mean, it's a white guy playing the American anthem on the 4th of July. Who knows? A terrorist event might take place at any moment. Experience. I'm just stoked to be an American. I'm stoked to live in a country where I can play the national anthem on the 4th of July, bro. Safety is paramount, and that's really what we safety. kind of focus on. Yeah, Mind about we safety. still have bicyclists going back, and now vehicles that are like coming in to this huge crowd of people. Uh-oh. Obviously, that's a huge issue that we it's have to address. Issue, yeah. So you have to address done, it. Playing and whatever. You have to address this issue. You have to address this non-violent crowd getting together and celebrating their country on the 4th of July in good spirits listening to somebody play the anthem on an electric guitar. We saw a potential safety situation and we decided to stamp it out. We got people hugging me. Thank you, Constable Care over here. Uh, corporal punishment. We're going to take care of this, boys. Let's go in there. I hope you polished your baton. I got an old lady gave me a kiss, and I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And uh, two cops come over, and they go, hey, we need to talk to you by our car. I turn around and talk to them, and they go, spread your legs, put your hands behind your back. Fuck and off. I was like, holy crap, I'm getting freaking arrested. Unbelievable. And that, like, shook me, like, real hard. Look at him. Look at him taking him away taking him away it's a public disturbance holy shit that's horrifying to me <laughs> that's horrifying wow oh man I, I how do you even how do you even show your face at work the next day if you're one of those coppers like, surely everybody else in the station must have said, bro, really? Really? You went and arrested the, the hurricane guy for playing the anthem on his guitar? Come on, man. 
What'd you have to go and do that for? So I decided to post the arrest video and this is more for just like, you know, my friends and family on Facebook and the people that I knew. I showed somebody in my church like before the service and it was like maybe 10,000 views or something. <laughs> I shared my arrest video in church. <laughs> this situation would have to be the only situation that I can think of where you show your arrest video in church and actually get a round of applause. Well, bravo, young man. You did the right thing. <laughs> it's not too often that you can confidently stroll into church and say, dude, check it out. Check out the video of me getting thrown into the back of a police car. And everybody goes, oh, you poor man. How awful. <laughs> but this guy can do it. He gets away with it. But it's a feel-good story because he went viral. Uh, I'm going to mow through the next couple of stories here for you. Uh, just quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Just a quick reminder, if you are uh, listening to the podcast, if you want to get involved and watch the live recording of the podcast, uh, Periscope, YouTube, uh, I nearly said stream.me. That's old times. Uh, DLive and Twitch. Um, the Periscope is at Daily Boogie Show, if you want to join in the comments on Periscope. Jennifer Aniston's dark skin tone on magazine cover prompts criticism of in-style in 2019, if you want a brown-skinned woman on your cover, put a brown-skinned woman on your cover. There's the apparently now brown-skinned version of Jennifer Aniston uh, sporting what we would have referred to back in the days when people were sane as a tan. A tan. You're not allowed to have a tan now. Um, I love the fact that this is the subheading. In 2019, if you want a brown-skinned woman on your cover, put a brown-skinned woman on your cover. I would have thought the main attraction of the cover was not the fact that it was a brown-skinned woman, just some generic brown-skinned woman, but the fact that it's Jennifer Aniston. It's like, yes, we can have a brown-skinned woman on our cover, but we want Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> See, Jennifer Aniston may sell, may move a little more copy than some unknown brown-skinned woman. The fact that she's got a tan, I don't think necessarily matters too much to the fact that her name is Jennifer Aniston. But there you go. We're getting really woke really fast. Isn't it great to see? Uh, one. I'll do one more quick video here very quickly. Actually, I might go through two. This is good because this is a feel-good story. Because, you know, when you think of whacked-out hippies and naturists who do yoga and stuff, uh, the thought that comes to most foremost in your mind is that you really would probably dislike this person if you had to sit down and talk to them. But this is interesting because this chick breaks barriers. This chick is destroying paradigms in what she's saying. And I think that this is fantastic. If we could get like the, the hippie, strung out hippie yoga community on board with some of the basic tenets of Western civilization, then we're, on, then we're winning. Then we're going in the right direction. Hear me out. Equality and topless yoga, BC woman, which is British Columbia in Canada, uh, pushing back against studio's dress code. I was told that my body was distracting and I needed to cover up, says woman who went topless. So let's go have a look and see what she's got to say for herself. Like I said, keep an open mind about this one. I think she's different. Uh, for me, I don't think there's anything explicitly sexual about the nude body. I think we need to desexualize nudity. And to do that, I think we need to see the human body in a variety of settings that are not hypersexualized. See, I'll just say to begin with, though, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. You're never going to desexualize nudity. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't think that's possible. It's always going to be there bubbling under the surface. But putting that to one side, some of the other shit she says about free expression, free speech, about uh, companies and businesses should be allowed to discriminate against people and stuff like this. I was like, wow, look at this. We got ourselves a libertarian hippie. And and as well, it's it's the idea that it is the individual's responsibility to take responsibility for other people's attraction to them is dangerous and unjust and discriminatory. Ah, see? That if someone's attracted to me, the onus is on them to, to have restraint, to have self-control. And that's an expectation in society we have of adults. And I, I think that it's a very dangerous idea and the body is beautiful. And when we fetishize it, I think it's very insulting to both the people who are being sexualized and it's insulting to the people that are attracted to the sexualized body by claiming that they have no self-control and they have no restraint. I love it. 
I love it because every now and then, say you'll get you'll get a preacher come out and say something like, "Women need to cover up their bodies because, uh, you know, if women don't cover up their bodies enough, it uh, attracts you know negative attention from men." Right? Certain preachers come out and say these things every now and then, and I always my first thought is and. Uh, the outrage about women, female empowerment and stuff. My first thought is always like, wait, are you saying that just because a guy sees a breast that he just turns into a rapey monster? Like, don't you don't you give your people a little more credit than that? Like, I am protecting you. I am protecting you from female attraction. I am protecting you from the female form by covering them up head to toe. Because as soon as you see a, a bare leg or a bare chest, you will turn into a rapified monster and you can't control yourself and it's not your fault, it's their fault. I would have thought that's more insulting. You know what I mean? And what do you think about uh, business rights versus individual rights? Uh, I have no ill feelings toward quantum yoga. Um, I, I think it's a very complicated situation, but I, I definitely advocate for freedom of expression, freedom of religion, freedom of association, and freedom There's of hope speech. There's hope for Canada So yet. I believe a, a company, a person who puts their own effort and time and labor into developing a company has the right to have a discriminatory practice if they want to. But then the free market and the individual purchasers will decide if they want to support that business. Lib she sounds like a libertarian to me. <laughs> Whenever somebody uses the term free market in casual conversation, I, I, I start to pin them. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Ayn Rand fan, are you? Big Rand Paul voter. Yep. Are comfortable with their bodies. It doesn't necessarily mean that they must be comfortable showing themselves in a way that other people may expect it. So I might be very comfort comfortable topless or nude, but that doesn't mean that someone who isn't is automatically uncomfortable with their body. And I think that when we sexualize and fetishize different parts of the body, it can have different levels of consequences. And Saba Kord Ashari. A young woman of 20 in, in Iran was just sentenced to 24 years because she took off her her veil in public, and it's not saying that you know people should have the freedom of choice to wear that if they want, but they should have the freedom of choice. See, here you were before today, before watching this show, thinking that all yoga topless hippie girls are like liberal voting morons, right? Who like you know put little hashtags up about uh, hijabs and, you know, hate the patriarchy and stuff and hate capitalism. So this is why this is a feel-good story because here you have one of the very topless hippie yoga chicks who's talking about shit like free market and the, the principles of free expression and then in order to back up her argument, references the girl who was given 24 years in prison in Iran for taking off a veil. <laughs> It's like there's hope for Canada yet. Don't give up, our Canuck friends. There is hope for you yet. Well done, young lady. <laughs> Puddle Mama's like, I bet she's a virgin. <laughs> so cruel. So cruel. Uh, one more story on this feel-good story to take us out for the day on this um, September 11, otherwise known as the day vape pens were banned, will be forever known in history as the day the leader of the free world decided to uh, ban vape pens. And also, some people did some things. Another feel-good story, direct from Utah, which we, we don't get enough crazy news about Utah. I know there's some very crazy people living there with some very crazy ideas, but... Like, I remember back when I was watching NBA and stuff in the 90s, and I remember reading a story where uh, players when they get traded to Utah or like rookies when they sign up to Utah they have to actually sign like a social citizen contract or something and it's got all of these weird rules like they're not allowed to do certain things in public they're not allowed to say certain things they have to live in certain areas all of these social rules that exist in Utah that I had no idea about so can you imagine being like a player a baller who grew up like on the courts of LA or something <laughs> it's like, yeah damn motherfucker I'm going to get traded to the NBA. I'm going to show all these motherfucking bitches, man. Going to be rolling around my hood. Going to be flashing the cash, motherfucker. I'm going to have strippers on my dick, yo. And then you get signed to Utah. And it's like, your socks must be no longer than your... Your socks must go at least halfway up your shins. You are not allowed out into the street until 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, beer isn't to exceed 3% alcohol. And this is, this is why it's a feel-good story until now. 
We're not going to be a dry state by any means. We don't want to scare anybody out there. Let me just throw a few numbers out at you. As Utah gears up for this November 1st switch from <laughs> alcohol at a three. This is such a beautiful story. 3.2. It's like baby's first alcohol. Alcohol by weight to 4.0, or more commonly referred to as 5% alcohol by volume. The bottom line is some of your favorite brands could run out. <laughs> So the weekend that Utah says, okay, we're going to raise the maximum amount of alcohol in our beer from 3.2% to 4%, there is, now a, there is now a statewide scare that everybody is going to buy all the beer in one hit. <laughs> Didn't you hear? Didn't you hear? We're getting real beer. Woohoo! I'm going to get so wasted tonight. Wouldn't it be bad if, you know, it would be amazing if on the weekend that they get full strength beer for the first time, the good people of Utah, then it's just like a crime spree. It's an epidemic. It's like, we should never have bought in the full beer. <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. It's like giant orgies in the street. <laughs> people are drink driving everywhere, flipping off the cops. Fuck you. They just turn into drunken maniacs. The first weekend that they get full strength beer. I want it to happen. Please let it happen. God, make it happen. <laughs> so we can get the, the Utarian politicians out there on TV God. Well, see, this is why I was arguing against the full strength beer the whole time. Because we know that it's basically a pathway to Satan. And we need to make sure that the good citizens of Utah are protected against this demonic force in our society. Otherwise known as full strength alcoholic beverages. <laughs> We're really excited about it. It's a, it's a big really for excited. Utah. General Distributing President Andy Zweber is... We're really excited. I can't wait to get the real beer. I'm going to get so wasted. I might even get a hangover on Sunday. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Honey, what's going on? I, I, what's the matter, dear? Are you okay? I don't know. I feel funny and tingly. I feel like having extramarital affairs <laughs> you know i've been coming to this bar every day for the last 17 years and i never looked at the chest of the barmaid before but thanks to this new full strength budweiser why all of a sudden i feel like i could just do all the things that satan says are awesome <laughs> thank you budweiser budweiser the devil's drink in utah Gearing up for the big change coming, affecting his industry November 1st, when beer at your local grocer or convenience store switches from 3.2 to 4.0. What a day. We'll be able to get uh, the, the national Oh, happy day, oh, happy day, when beer was, when beer was. Versions, the pr regular production line versions of a lot when of the brands we distribute. And they won't have to make a special version for Utah. It's about time. Honestly, I think it'll bring better beers. In. Uh, the, 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 do we really have to ask the opinion of the chick with a nose ring? I'm pretty sure she's ready for the full alcohol. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the chick with the, with the steel through her face is ready for the full alcoholic experience. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to stereotype anything, anyone here, but I'm pretty sure she's been prepared for a long time. Into the state. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nationwide, like, beer is uh, around 4.0 per weight, so it makes sense. The shelves are fully stocked. You might have had enough beer by now, young man. Here at this local grocery store right now, but come the end of October, and local distributors say some of your favorite brands may be out of stock. Well, there will be temporary out of stock. <laughs> We're gonna sell out. We're selling out of the good stuff. Uh, it's just kind of inevitable. But if we didn't make the law change, would be permanent out of stocks. Zweber says he's grateful to legislators for recognizing the issue and making the change, and hopes in their special session next week they'll vote to give them a little time to get the new product into stores. There's a lot of moving parts. It's very difficult to predict consumer demand. We have the advantage of, of um, learning from Kansas and Oklahoma and Colorado. Utah is the last state to make the change, and Zweber wow. says they've gotten advice from colleagues there about what worked and what didn't. But as Bud for the possible wiser. shortage facing consumers here in the next few weeks... Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, 
for that changeover, stuff like consequences have to happen, I guess. Snap up what you can when you can. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. I was right. I was right about the nose ring, chick. The guy with the curly hair who's probably had two sips of beer in his entire life is like, well, you know, if we have to wait a few weeks for the full strength beer, then, you know, that's going to happen. That's cool. I can wait for that. And the chick with the nose ring is like, no, go out and purchase as much beer as you can carry right now. <laughs> Don't even buy diapers. Don't buy food. Just fill your cart with nothing but beer because you're going to be dry, man. You're going to be dry. <laughs> it's going to be a crisis. <laughs> there you go. There's your feel-good story. The, the great state of Utah, ladies and gentlemen, moving with the times and finally allowing their citizens the opportunity to drink full-strength alcoholic beer. Well done, Utah. Well done for recognizing this problem. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to send me some full-strength beer, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. I'll be on tomorrow night. I've been invited very happy to be invited on my favorite things with our good friend Kimmy Jong-un and Mr. Bearded Truth. So that should be a lot of fun. 11 p.m. Eastern. Looking forward to that. I'll be back on Sunday night with Trust and Verify with my comrade, the flying Hawaiian, James R., who you can follow at Real Person PLTCS. I think he's going live directly after this. So thank you for your patience, sir. I appreciate it. Um, don't forget to follow him. Follow our friends Chris Mack at ChrisMC44. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Drink beer, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>